All right, everybody. Welcome to Derek's Discussions, episode 21. Here with Trevor. First of all, Trevor, how you doing today? Good. How about yourself, Derek? You know, I'm doing well. And this episode is going to be a little bit different for some more of viewers. We're only going to, you know, talk about the NFL. Obviously, the NFL season is, you know, almost ending. We still got a few more weeks to go. Your Los Angeles Rams have been pretty bad after a Super Bowl win. So what is what is really going wrong for the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, um, well, I, I think Matthew Stafford, even though he's out right now, really just targeting Cooper Cup all the time. And he's not using the sources that and weapons that we have, like Higby and we have Allen Robinson. And I really just don't think we've been utilizing those weapons that we can be to be an overall better team yeah and I think another thing that's kind of under the radar is your running back situation um you've had injuries with Henderson Henderson's now at the Jaguars you got backs that are all right but you know at the beginning of the season Kyron Williams um running back out of Notre Dame was gonna be that missing piece for this offense he got hurt he's now just coming back you got a question mark at the quarterback position Stafford's been out for a while Walford is the quarterback. No, he might not be the quarterback. Bryce Perkins might be the quarterback. There's a lot of, you know, uncertainty. And there's also uncertainty with Aaron Donald, too. It seems like the defense you might look on paper should be very good. But what have you seen from this defense um, so far this season? Yeah, I really just haven't seen what we thought it would be. Um, like you said, on paper, it should have been a lot better and just overall not making the stops and the tackles that um, we need to be making. I mean, you look at the addition to the team with Bobby Wagner and, um, you know, he's made a couple tackles here and there, but overall, I think we've also been um, getting hit with a lot of big penalties and that's been killing us on the, on the defense. Um, but overall, just not really um, doing as well as we thought we would. And then obviously you basically don't have a lot of draft picks. You know, you trade all your draft picks for, you know, players. You got Ramsey. You know, you traded other guys. What do you see, you know, the future of this organization going, not having, you know, draft picks? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they would try to trade players, but overall, like looking at this now when after winning a Super Bowl, we thought we'd be in a lot better position, but we're not. Um, I think it's going to take a long time to rebuild like we have been in St. Louis. I think uh, a lot more practice, especially in this offseason, we're not going to make the playoffs. You look at our record, we're what, three and eight? You know, we're we're not doing so great, not playing against, um, playing good football against these teams. Um so I think there's going to be a lot of work in this offseason um, with each and every player to get better. Okay, so you think it's more of a development, you know, type of system with the Rams instead of instead of trying to, you know, build through the draft, obviously not having a lot of draft picks, which makes it more difficult. Obviously, there's a salary cap in the NFL, so, you know, that's going to be hard to come by, especially with, you know, Cup, Stafford, Donald making, you know, a lot of a lots amount of money and Ramsey as well. You know, the Rams are in an interesting spot. Nobody expected them to be three and eight in this so far this season. Uh yeah, you've had injuries at with the quarterback as in Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Cooper Cup's been hurt. Those are your two, you know, major pieces. But even when those guys were there, 
it seemed like there's something going off. What would you say, you know, headed into next year is the missing piece uh, for the Rams to, you know, regain back control of that NFC West? Good running back. I think we just, like you said in previously, like we don't have a stable running back. A running game is like a mystery every game. And sometimes like Henderson was going to do good and then he does. And then the next game, it might be Cam and then Cam gets like three yards. So it's just a very um, big mystery with our running game. And I think it needs to be a little bit more um, shown in our game and our plays and drives and not passing all the time. I mean, you look at Matthew Stafford, every single game, he'll always have an interception. Always, every single time. And I think that we need to keep um, using our running game and just establish a good running back and get our priority straight within that um, position. You know, it's interesting you say the run game for the Rams because when you go back to, you know, when they make that Super Bowl run, their run game wasn't that good. Um, obviously, it sounds like you're going to change a little bit of the game plan type of style because you've seen Stafford throw interceptions, and I think that's kind of why you want to go to the run game because what you've seen from Stafford, not that he's decreased by any of the imaginations, but you know this season has been about limiting turnovers. On the offensive side, we've seen teams like the New York Giants, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, the New York Jets for, for you know extended pe- periods of time. Teams that are winning games right now are limiting turnovers and they're turning the ball over. It's pretty much been the story of this NFL season. Just in general, you know, what are your thoughts on the NFL season as a whole when when talking about you know teams playing mistake free football? Um, I think it's pretty incredible the season so far looking at some of the teams that we just did not think would be this good I mean you look at the Jets they literally have a winning record we didn't even think they were gonna get you know five wins a lot of people were predicting that you know and it's anybody's game out there and I think what shows and goes to show is when you look at a football team that doesn't cause a lot of turnovers on the offense that is a very good sign that the defense will keep up their momentum and being like, you know what, we get a stop, we'll definitely get a score. And that will keep that momentum up in the team. And when a defense just is always on the field constantly, they're going to be tired. And they're like, oh, what's the point of stopping them? It's so hard to stop them because their offense is so good. They have not that many takeaways and they just don't really turn the ball over and then the offense will get on the field and then they'll turn the ball and the defense is back on so it's really important that the offense has a really high success rate and that defense will be pumped up have the momentum to stop the other team from scoring and I think that's what's really key to these teams is that you look at the Buffalo Bills you know Von Miller just got injured but they really really have that momentum to try and stop like the lines or whatnot in order to um, make that game winning field goal or that game winning drive, but they really have that momentum to stop. it. Would you say that you like mistake free football um, considering, you know, everything going on this year, mistake free football is winning. Usually in the past mistake free football doesn't win because, you know, they're being cautious. They're not, you know, going for it like a 
Patrick Mahomes being an elite quarterback or Josh Allen. We've seen it time and time again. Mistake-free football doesn't win necessarily in, you know, the playoffs. But would you would you say that your brand of football is like you like mistake-free football or would you rather see, you know, the explosiveness of, you know, the Rams, you know, not, not far ago, basically last year, let's be honest, they didn't play mistake-free football. They played, you know, good, solid football. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it on both sides. I mean, you look at the Rams, when they acquired Odell Beckham Jr., Von Miller, literally went 0-3 the entire month of November last year. And they didn't play good football until playoff season. They were not even that great in the regular season altogether when they brought all these superstars together. They were just trying to get their chemistry to work. Um, and I think that's where they started doing some more gutsier play calls and um, staying out on the field, playing riskier passes. And I think that's when you got to trust within your teammates to do these gutsier plays um, to, you know, acquire that chemistry to work together, help out. What are your, what are your expectations um, when talking about the playoffs? Obviously, it seems like right now there's no team um, that's been dominant. The Minnesota Vikings have a great record. I wouldn't say they're dominant by any stretch of the imaginations. They lost to the Dallas Cowboys um, pretty pretty handily, and it seems like there's no team, at least in my opinion, that stands out. What team um, would you say stands out to you um, this season? There's a couple. Now, did I expect it? No. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they lost Tyreek Hill, they're still very good. You look at Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes' connection, looking great. Juju Smith-Schuster is still a nice um, offensive weapon that they still can use. And um, they have some pretty good running backs that they could still rely on. And I still think that they're still in an offensive elite um, on both sides of the ball are a great football team. And I look at the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills have still had their ups and downs. And like you said, I don't think it, a team has had a dominating all season long right now. I still think there's a, there's been some ups and downs with some of the teams that are still have very high records, but they've had some bad weeks. And it, and it can sometimes show us like, oh, could we still trust them as a power team if they're losing to this kind of team? You know, so I, I, I haven't seen a fully dominant team, but I've seen the potential in some of these teams like the Minnesota Vikings, like the Buffalo Bills, like the Kansas City Chiefs, like the Dallas Cowboys as well. I have seen it within them from time to time, but if once they could put that together every week on each one of those teams, I think I could see a dominant team out of some of those three or four teams. And then what would you what would you say? Do you think the AFC or the NFC is better this year? Um, that's a tough one. I think it's it's a little bit of mix, but I'm gonna go with the AFC a little bit more. I mean, you look at I mean even the Patriots they have been looking amazing, but the Bills, the Dolphins, um, the Chiefs, the Chargers ish. But like you look at all these teams and they are a lot better than, I mean, the Eagles, they, they stand out, but the records are just not there as much as the AFC teams. Um, 
obviously the Eagles and you have the uh, Minnesota Vikings, but I do think the AFC looks a little bit stronger, but not by much. You still have um, some teams in the NFC that still compete pretty uh, aggressively. What do you think is a better conference as a whole, the AFC East or the NFC East? Um, I think the East right now, NFC. NFC East is looking good. Um, it's, it's, it's all a toss-up right now. I think each, every one of those teams all have looked good from time to time and pretty frequent. Um, and I think that is a roll the dice, see what happens in the next couple weeks as we wrap up the regular season. I think those will be some pretty game-changer um, teams that we'll see within that division. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say the AFC is better than the NFC. Um, personally, I think the a- NFC is a little bit better than, um, than the AFC just based on the fact that you look at this NFC East and it seems like pretty much everybody is in contention. You talk later on, you can talk about the Detroit Lions. They're 4-7. and seven. They still got a pretty solid, solid shot in making the playoffs just based on who they're playing next. Then you look at this NFC South. Let's be honest, this NFC South is absolutely kaput. It's absolutely trash. It's absolutely god-awful. But any single team in the NFC South can make the playoffs. You're talking about the Carolina Panthers who fired their coach, Matt Rule. He's now going to Nebraska. And, you know, you look at these teams and it's just like the Buccaneers stink this year. They're five and six. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons, five and seven. They got a shot with Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Who would have thought that? You know, there's so many teams and – you know, what I find interesting, you look at this NFC West and San Francisco is seven and four Um, right now. They don't seem like the team that is as elite as they are on paper. You're talking about a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll give you that. He's a good, solid starting quarterback. But when you're talking about Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian uh, McCaffrey, that's an elite combination with those three guys. It's just you know, unstoppable, and they don't seem to be getting anything, you know, to wow me. The Seahawks are a team. You talk about Geno Smith all you want. Geno Smith's a good quarterback. He's not elite. They focus on the run game. They play mistake-free mistake free football. But you look at these teams, and I just think, how can you say that the NFC is not better than the AFC just from a top-to-bottom standpoint? You can say all you want about the Bills. You can say all you want about the AFC East. I think the NFC East is better than the AFC East. And to me, I look at the AFC as there are more disappointing teams in the AFC this year than there is in the NFC. You talk about who's disappointing in the NFC. You talk about the Green Bay Packers, and you talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you talk about slightly the Los Angeles Rams and slightly the Arizona Cardinals. Those are the four teams that are slightly not as good as we expected. But you look at this AFC East, I mean, just the AFC in general, the Denver Broncos aren't that good. The Las Vegas Raiders aren't that good. The Chargers are not that good. The Colts, not that good. The Cleveland Browns, not that good. There's more teams in the AFC that just aren't as good as what we're expecting. That's why I I give it to the NFC. And when you talk about the NFC East versus the AFC East, you can say all you want about record. You're talking about the Miami Dolphins. Okay, they're solid. Buffalo Bills, not as good as we expected. New York Jets, I kind of expected them to be, you know, at this point where they're competing for a playoff spot. Nobody else did. I thought Zach Wilson was that guy. 
that's an interesting situation there with the Jets. The New England Patriots are six and five right now, and they have quarterback controversy. That to me is kind of scary that you're a six and five team and you don't know who your quarterback is. But you look at this NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles are ten and one. They look like absolutely dynamic. AJ Brown to the Eagles pretty much has made that entire offense. Jalen Hurts pretty much silenced all the haters this year. Dallas Cowboys, we all know they're going to be good. We all know that they're going to choke in the playoffs. It's every year. Washington Commanders, that's a team where I think they're under the radar right now, the Washington Commanders. They're 7-5. and five. Their quarterback situation is iffy. Taylor Heineke, he's a gap quarterback. He's not that good. He's you know not terrible by any stretch of the imaginations, and they have Chase Young out. I don't know. I, I, I like this Commanders team. I think they're a little bit scarier than normal. And then you talk about my New York football giants. They're seven and four right now. They were seven and two. They've gone back to back weeks with two lot two back back to back losses. I look at this Giants football team. I don't know how you feel about this Giants football team. I don't love this team. I think they're gonna be nine and seven this year. I think they went I think they're gonna be two and four the rest of the way out. They have a tough schedule. You're talking about teams playing the Commanders twice. You're talking about playing the Philadelphia Eagles twice. That's four games that you have to play. You have to play the Minnesota Vikings, and you have to play the Indianapolis Colts. I'll give you the Indianapolis Colts, though. I think they'll win that game, and I think they'll win one of the Commanders. But when you're talking about playing the Eagles twice, the Vikings, and the Commanders twice, that's a very tough schedule. Now, to say that the Giants don't, if the Giants run the table and they win out, they are in very good shape to have a buy and possibly win the NFC East. It's just not going to happen because you have Daniel Jones at quarterback, who's to me, a solid quarterback. He's not elite. That's a problem. Saquon Barkley, who knows? I mean, what are your thoughts first on the New York giants as a whole of, you know, having to play a very tough schedule compared to most teams out there that don't have, don't has, don't have as tough of a schedule as mo as the New York giants. Um, you know, I find it interesting. I've never really been a huge fan of the Giants, even though I live in the Northeast. But I think that this year they have really shown me and proved me wrong of, you know, ever since they won that Super Bowl and they have declined with Eli Manning and I didn't think they were going to be good for a while. They actually have this year played very good football that I've seen in a long time. And I think this schedule, it is it is difficult. I'm not, I agree with you. But I think they might have some of these shocking games. They might pull an upset. They have been playing very good football. Now, over Thanksgiving, yes, they played the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, they didn't play amazing. The Dallas Cowboys played pretty good. But I think that this year they have shown pretty good levels of football that I haven't seen in a very long time. And I wanted to get back to you about the AFC. So why I chose the AFC better than the NFC is when I've seen AFC teams play this year, I've seen them very competitive. When I saw the Raiders play the Broncos, that was actually a very good game. High-scoring game, went into OT, very good game. Both when teams are terrible Green this Bay year. Packed, okay. Both teams are terrible. What? They, but they still played very good football. You watch the Green Bay Packers play the Commanders, and it was almost like a blowout. The Green Bay Packers just sucked. And it wasn't even like amazing football when I watch the football games they actually are pretty competitive and that's what I find 
within the AFC when they get more competitive. When you they can't play compare those two. You can't compare those two because you're you talking. Can't? You can't compare those two games because when you're talking you about you, you can't because the Broncos and the Raiders are both terrible teams this year. The Washington Commanders and the Green Bay Packers. The Commanders are a good football team. The Green Bay Packers are not. So, and when the Raiders played the Seahawks last Sunday and they beat the Seahawks, what do you say about that? The Raiders beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks aren't as good as advertised. Okay, so, okay, okay. But when the Raiders played the Broncos and they're not a good team, but yet they beat the Seattle Seahawks, they're a good team. Because the Seahawks play mistake-free football, which is not going to win you games in the playoffs. I've said this time and time again. Mistake-free football is not going to win you games. It's just winning them games right now because everybody else is turning the ball over like a, a gazillion times. That's the point. The, the It's so sad to see it because you think the AFC is better because the Raiders beat the Seahawks? I mean, come on. That's one game. The Seahawks are not that good in the NFC. They're a good team, don't get me wrong, but they're not elite. If you go and you have the Minnesota Vikings play – you know, one of those top teams of the Philadelphia Eagles. If you, okay, for example, if you see the Philadelphia Eagles play the Minnesota Vikings compared to the Kansas City Chiefs play the Buffalo Bills, which game are you watching? I'm sorry. I love the Buffalo Bills. I love Josh Allen and the explosiveness that happens there. But the Minnesota Vikings the in the Philadelphia Eagles is a better matchup. No way. I think more people watch Chiefs-Bills game. Because of more explosive plays, but what's a better game? The better game is the Vikings versus the Eagles. I think you should put a poll on Instagram. I think that would be a very interesting poll. I mean, they might. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. They're gonna say the Chiefs versus Bills because it's a more entertaining game. But I'm talking a better game: the Eagles versus Vikings. I think overall, though. When you look at these teams, I I still think like when you look at the Vikings this year and you look at the Eagles. Now the Eagles have won. Now I do think a little bit more the Eagles have had an easier schedule. What than some of these other? Yes, yes, yes. Come on, they have a great quarterback that has amazing mobility. You look at Daniel Jones; he doesn't even have mobility. Okay, that that I completely disagree with. Daniel Jones. You don't think has, Daniel Jones has mobility? No, Daniel Jones has mobility. Uh huh. He does. I, not more than Jalen Hurts. Well, not more than Jalen Hurts, but to say that he doesn't have mobility is absolutely absurd. He has not mobility. Entirely. I, I give him he a has little mobility. bit. I wouldn't say a little. I he's think not he a scrambler. He's not a scrambler, but he, he he's no. a mobile guy. If you look, he's fine. mobile than other. What? He's enough mobile. But if you look, you're telling me that the Eagles' schedule is weak, you play the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are pretty good this year. They're four and seven. They... Okay. Uh, Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. They played the Commanders. Okay, well, the Commanders team. are good. Jacksonville is all right. They're not as good. Mm. Arizona stinks this year. Dallas is oh, good. Okay. Pittsburgh stinks. Houston stinks. Okay. Washington's good. Okay. Indianapolis, ever since they got Jeff Saturday, it's pretty, pretty. Indianapolis Colts are pretty much the Jeff Saturdays of the world. And they're actually playing 
decent football now that Jeff Saturday is the coach, and they just played the Green Bay Packers, and I don't understand how they lost, how they barely beat the Green Bay Packers in that game. But overall, but overall, I think the pack. I don't. I wouldn't say that the Eagles have a weak schedule. I wouldn't I say, say strength. I would say a week, but they've had a little bit easier than other people. Yes, I mean I think it's a fair schedule. I just think certain teams aren't as good as we expected. Like the Green Bay Packers aren't as good as we expected. Well, well of course. I think people expected the Jaguars to have a step in the right direction with Doug Peterson, and they've pretty much stepped up, but not not big time. I think. I don't know. I think you look at this NFL season. I I think it's very interesting to see what happens. Um, who would you say are your uh, are your sleeper teams? Um, one from the AFC and one from the NFC. I'm gonna have to go with Commanders as a sleeper team. I like that. I think they've played very well. They have very good offensive weapons, such as Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. Um, their running back is very good. They have Gibson and they have uh Robinson or uh Yep. And Ryan Robinson. Yep, very good offensive weapons, and their defense has shown up in some of these games, especially when they need it most. And for the AFC, um, sleeper team, I don't know. That's a good question. Who would you say your sleeper team would be? From the AFC, I it's tough to really you know pick one. Um. The AFC East, I don't really consider any of those teams to be real sleepers. I would, I said the Jets at the beginning of this year were the sleeper team. Um, I don't think they're really a sleeper. I think a team that can make a late push um, is the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson. I think they'll – I'm not saying they'll sneak into the playoffs, but they're a team who could sneak in. Um, the Colts are doing pretty well. I don't think they really have much of a shot. Um, yeah. I think the Chargers – I think, okay, if you're talking about trying to make the playoffs as a sleeper team, I think it's the Cleveland Browns. If you're saying a sleeper team to uh, make some noise in the playoffs, I think it's the Los Angeles Chargers just because of nobody's expecting them to – they did well. Everybody everybody had these high expectations for them. They're 6-5. and It seems like nothing's really going right. The coach is under fire. There's talk that Shalon Payton might go to Los Angeles. He'll either be a Chargers coach or an Arizona Cardinals coach. Who knows with that? I think that puts added pressure on the coach, and I think the you know Los Angeles Chargers. I think you're absolutely correct on the commanders. I think that's a sleeper team that I look at. I'll give you another sleeper team that I'll throw out there. I'll throw in the Detroit Lions as my sleeper team. I think I'm not saying okay. they're going to you know do anything in the playoffs. I think they're a team – that can sneak into the playoffs, which I think is realistic. If you're talking about a team to make a run in the playoffs, I don't really see a team that's not the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the 49ers that are going to you know, make a run in that playoffs. I'll throw out a team for you uh, making a run in the playoffs. I'll give you the uh, – I mean, I guess you can say the Buccaneers. I just hate Brady. So I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons who are going to make a run would be my sleeper team to make a run in the playoffs. Okay. I was going to agree with you with the chargers and here's why I think a lot of the weapons that they have offensively, such as Palmer, Keenan Allen, Williams, and Austin Eckler, especially um, have been, you know, there for Herbert, but I don't 
I haven't paid attention enough why they have a record like that, but I just think that I do think like what you said, they can make some noise, but I just, I'm still unsure why that record is still like that. Um, I just not sure why all buttons aren't clicking. Oh, well, well, with the Chargers, um, they've had injuries. Mike Williams has been out for a little while. Uh, Keenan Allen has been hurt. I mean, those are your two best weapons. That's that has a huge effect on the quarterback. Herbert hasn't played as well. Their defense has done all right. I mean, it's just one of those years when you have, you know, your wide receiver one and your wide receiver two hurt for the majority of the year. I mean, what are you really going to do? I mean, having Palmer, who is a two or three at best, having him be your one for extended periods of time is just, that's not going to really bode well for you. Um, One thing I want to mention, though, is I feel like people would say that the New York Giants could be a sleeper team, um, you know, for the NFC to make a run. Um, Here's why I'd say why not. Um, If you look at this playoff picture, if you look at this playoff machine, I think I like I said earlier, Giants go two and four. That's nine wins in the NFC. The Commanders could get in. The Commanders are seven and five. The Detroit Lions have a chance to get to nine wins. The Seattle Seahawks have a chance to get to nine wins. There's so many teams out there that have a chance to get nine wins where the Giants might not make the playoffs. And the reason the Giants wouldn't make the playoffs would be because of them being in the NFC East and the Seattle Seahawks slash San Francisco 49ers. To me, that's the major concern if you're the New York Giants is the San Francisco 49ers, Seahawks, that division in your own division. And that's pretty much the majority of the teams. And then you have to put a team in the NFC South. And obviously the Minnesota Vikings are going to be at the top. Now, you know, Jamar Chase has been out for a while. He should be coming back soon. Who do you think is a better wide receiver, number one? Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? I understand Jamar Chase has been out for a while, and that could, you know, obey the question of Justin Jefferson is better. But who do you think is better from a, from, from a standpoint of who is the better receiver? That's a good question. Uh, when Jamar Chase was back, he still lit it up when Joe Burrow targeted him. But this year hasn't been a huge target feast um, to, um, you know, Jamar. I mean, Joe really didn't target him as much as we thought he would from last year. He was he had a big season. I think Jefferson has had a more consistent year since, you know, since the injury of Jamar. But earlier on, he just didn't see that much action between Burrow and Jamar because people all would know that, you know, he can light it up. He can catch the football um, at any time and any place. And I think that this year we've seen a lot more of Justin Jefferson being a little bit more consistent, even without the injury of Jamar. But um, that's who I'm going to go with. All right. And now we're going to go to the quarterback position. We're going to start off with Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson, um, there's a lot of uncertainty with the Denver Broncos in their quarterback position. Uh, is Russell Wilson the guy? He's getting paid a lot. What do we, what is it? Okay. Let's just word it this way. What would you do if you're the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson? Do you believe he's the guy? Do you draft a quarterback? Do you get rid of Hackett? I mean, there's so much, so many question marks with the Denver Broncos and their quarterback situation and their entire coaching staff as a whole. Just what are your thoughts on what the Denver Broncos should do uh, with Wilson and 
basically their entire team. I think they should keep him. I know they have five more years with him, but I think they just have a lot of work to do. I like the tight end, Dolcich. Uh, Dolcich, very good yep. tight end. Um, you got Cortland Sutton, also very, very good. And you got a pretty good solid running game with the running backs. You got Melvin Gordon. Um, no I, longer I there. Just think, no? Melvin Gordon is no longer there. He's now with the Kansas City Chiefs. But they have Javante Williams, who's their running he's back. Good. And, but he's hurt, so that's oh, a question right. mark. But he'll right. be back next year, but we're talking next year. So you got right. Javante Williams. I mean, there's other running backs out there that you can draft. I'm sure they'll their running game will be fine and their wide receivers are solid for now. And they're tight I think, good. I, I don't know what happened to Russell Wilson ever since he left Seattle and he got on that plane and Denver just doesn't like him or the air doesn't like him, but I think he's got a lot of work to do. I don't know what the heck's going on. Their defense, pretty good. I have to say, even though they're a pretty bad team, their defense is still pretty nice. But I think they just have a lot of work to do, even though Russell Wilson's been not doing that good. We all thought they would be a pretty superstar elite team, and that just flapped real hard. But I still think they can get there after a couple of years of rebuilding and, and just gaining chemistry within each other. So what would you say is the major you know, question mark that uh, Denver has to fix if they continue to have Russell Wilson next year? Hackett is a huge one. I think if obviously the coaching is not going well, I think that is also what's hurting. I mean, Russell Wilson still has huge potential later on. I mean, I just think that the coaching has been very bad. They need to get a new coach. Okay. I think – I think you're right on target um, with the coaching staff. I think when you're talking about, you know, being at Seattle for how many years, eight to 10 years, it seemed like almost a decade. Um, he, he knew so much of the playbook for Seattle. You go to this, you know, Denver Broncos high power offense. They need to have a run game. Uh, Devontae Williams being hurt kills Denver. I think, I think Hackett's not the guy in Denver. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. I think he has the ability to be good. I think it's that, the new play calls, I don't think it's working. But one thing that I uh, mentioned earlier in one of these other episodes is Russell Wilson, uh, quarterback, you know, he'll do, you know, he'll do, he'll do audibles. And the audibles uh, that he calls are from the Seattle Seahawks playbook. Um, for an example, he'll be like, kill, kill, kill. He'll say like one, two, five, nine. That's from the Seattle playbook. His wide receivers, his tight end, his offensive line don't understand what he's relaying to them. That causes confusion. And that's kind of why the Denver Broncos aren't doing that well. I think the Denver Broncos are in okay shape. I think they need to just, I think they need a running back. And I think that running back helps them, gets gives them an extra two games or so. And I think you got to be more patient with Russell Wilson. I think the play calls just aren't working. You got to find an offense that suits Russell Wilson. I think, you know, if you look at a head coach, ESPN was reporting, you know, Rex Ryan could be a head coach similar, you know, that could work for the Denver Broncos because he has a similar play style as a Pete Carroll. But at the end of the day, I think Hackett is not, his offense is not suited for Russell Wilson, 
I think he needs to learn that, hey, Russell Wilson cannot be throwing the ball 40 times a game. He's a guy who's going to throw the ball 20, 25, 30 max and run the football. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think their offensive line needs to be better. Russell Wilson's never had a good offensive line. I think that's the one thing as Russell Wilson ages, he needs to get better at um, the offensive line. I think Denver's in a fine fine spot. I think Russell Wilson is the answer. I completely agree. I think maybe get a wide receiver one. I think Sutton and Judy is a great combination. They're not an elite one. That's the question mark there. Tight end Dolch is all right. I think you could get a tight end depending on where you, you know, fall in the draft. That's an option. I think their defense is solid. Just add more pieces at linebacker, add another edge rusher, you know, just fill gaps. I think you're going to be fine. I think they have, the Denver Broncos are in good shape. I think it's just add some pieces here and there and, you know, get a running back and, you know, restructure that offensive line if you're the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, you look at as well as coaching, you look where the Seattle Seahawks are at and you look at Pete Carroll still being there. You obviously know if they were an elite team when Russell Wilson was there, Pete Carroll was there, then there's a coaching thing. And if Russell Wilson isn't doing good, but yet the Seattle Seahawks are still doing pretty good, they still have a pretty fair um, record. You know, they're obviously a coaching piece is what's missing for Russell Wilson to be elite. Yeah, but the other concern, though, when you mention that, is Russell Wilson the problem? Because he did well with, you know, Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll's still doing well with, you know, Smith. Is it Pete Carroll that was the reason that the Seahawks are good? Is it Russell Wilson? That's a question mark there in in itself. But now we're going to move over to the Patriots quarterback situation, which I find, honestly, one of the most interesting quarterback situations of all teams. Um, You look at this Mac Jones... Bailey Zapp, do you draft a quarterback? Do you sign a veteran? It's very interesting. It's very dicey, in my opinion. I think Mac Jones is a quarterback you drafted in the first round. You got to give him a shot. He went down. Injuries happened. Bailey Zapp is the quarterback for a little while. And it seems like both quarterbacks just lost confidence. And I think now with Mac Jones at the helm right now, uh, he's starting to gain some confidence. I still think they need more receivers. Uh, they're run heavy now. Stevenson's a good back. Don't love him, but he's a good back. Tight end, you could use some help. Defense is pretty solid, could use help. At the end of the day, it seems like the Patriots need is an offensive coordinator. You can't have Matt Patricia calling offensive play calls. He's a defensive-minded guy. That's just not going to work. But what do you think the Patriots should do from a quarterback standpoint? You got Mac Jones, who's solid. Don't get me wrong. He's not elite. Bailey Zapp. I don't know. He's the biggest question mark there is. You could have a good draft pick. Who knows? You could trade. You could get a free agent. You know, Jacoby Brissett's a free agent out there. You get a stopgap quarterback. Kirk Cousins could be out there in the future. Aaron Rodgers could be out there in the future. Who knows? You know, what are your thoughts on the uh, Patriots quarterback situation? I think for right now, they should stay with Mac Jones and Zappi. I think. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with, the, like you said, those free agents. I mean, I'm eager to find out. But right now, they still are pretty on pace and I better than I thought they would be ever since they lost Tom Brady. I thought they'd be a lot worse of a team, very declining. But yet here they still are, still fighting with a not bad record than a lot of these teams. And I think that they should still stay with what they have. But I, I think 
I'm still willing to see what they what the market and the um agency is gonna look like. Yeah, I think if Kirk Cousins comes aboard, I think he's a perfect quarterback uh for the Patriots. He's a good quarterback. He's not elite. I think he's a good pocket passer. I think he's a step up over Mac Jones and uh whatchamacallit, Jimmy Garoppolo could become a free agent. That's another guy the Patriots could look at if they don't believe in Mac Jones. Two options that could possibly come up. Rodgers is there. I don't think Rodgers would be going to New England. I think he'd rather go somewhere warm. But, you know, moving into, you know, the quarterback controversy, but it's not much of a controversy. Uh, The Detroit Lions, Jared Goff is their starting quarterback right now. You know, they're four and seven. It seems like the Lions are getting better year and year and after year after year. However, you are four and seven. You could have a bad year this year. You could lose the rest of your games and get a high pick. You know, I don't think the Lions are going to have a bad year. I think they're going to improve. So I think that kind of eliminates them out of getting a CJ Stroud, a Bryce Young, a top quarterback. Will Levis could be at their spot, depending on how they do. Kentucky quarterback out of Xavier High School. I know you're familiar with that situation of uh, I am. Will Levis, but what would you do if you're the Detroit Lions? Do you keep Jared Goff? Would you go to Levis? Would you just kind of, you know, like what are your thoughts on that situation? No, I think that's a very controversial topic to talk about. I mean, coming from a former Ram and going to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, yes, maybe from coaching from McVay, well, I still think they put up the points that they need to. I mean, you look at last year, they lost six, seven, eight games just by one or two points. And they put up a heck of a fight, but I think the defense still needs work in order to stop the other teams from scoring. And I still think the offense still, I mean, you look at Amon Ra, um, you look at the running backs with Swift, Williams, um, Reynolds, you know they still have a pretty good offense and I still think they should stay with golf I think just that defense needs work okay that's fair I think the question though with golf is is he a you know franchise quarterback that's kind of hard to say is he franchise personally I don't think he's a franchise quarterback I think he's good I think he's solid I don't know if he's a franchise guy if you if my opinion on that situation is if the if the I think this year you keep golf and you continue, but if you have a really bad year like a one in ten, I mean one like one or two win win season, I think you entertain the idea of a quarterback just based on the fact of if you could get a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, a franchise guy, you know he elevates that team. Jared Goff doesn't elevate the Detroit Lions. He will keep them in competitive competitive games, but he doesn't elevate the team. That's the major concern there. I think, you know, when you're looking at these teams, so many teams out there, you could say, hey, keep your quarterback, be with that guy. But the question is, young quarterbacks coming in can elevate your team. There's so many question marks in the NFL season. It seems like quarterback is always the major concern for teams. I just go through the list, and it seems like there's a handful of teams that have a quarterback situation that needs to be done. Um, just to wrap up, you know, what are you expecting in the Super Bowl this year? Obviously, AFC, NFC matchup. What are your teams? Who are you going with? 
Okay. I would like to see the Bills be in the Super Bowl. Um, I still think that they still have a bright future, just maybe a couple things to work on. Um, and NFC-wise, I would I could see the Eagles going back since uh, 2015. Or not 2015 when they uh, beat the Patriots in 2017. Um, I would see uh, Eagles Bills. I could possibly see that. Okay, I mean that's a little. Um, I I don't mind that pick. I'm I'm looking at it from perspective. I want something new. I want fresh eyes. I want something completely out there. And therefore, I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins. And I'm gonna go with in the NFC side. I'm gonna go Miami Dolphins. And I'll go the Minnesota Vikings for you. I think that's a Super Bowl where you're talking about two teams. I don't know. I, I I don't know. It just seems like a you know pick that both teams haven't been to the Super Bowl, haven't really been in you know a situation to make a run in the playoffs for a while. I I like it. I think it's unique. I think it's different. I don't want to be the typical guy to say, oh yeah, it's gonna be the Bills, you know, Bills Eagles or. You know, Bills, Vikings. I mean, I get it. You can say the Vikings, but it seems like the Vikings have failed in the playoffs. People say the Cowboys. People say the Eagles. I think the Vikings. Um, I could have said the 49ers, but that's kind of that's kind of boring. I like the Vikings, and I think if you if you look at the Bills versus Eagles game, that's a tough matchup. Um, I think for the Bills defense, Bills defense hasn't really gone up against a mobile quarterback. Um, that's a concern. I think if you're comparing both teams, that's a tough matchup. Uh, Eagles defense yeah. hasn't really gone against an explosive offense and Josh Allen. But this is my thoughts. Everybody slammed Tua Tungavailoa last year. He's not the guy. You get Tyree Kill. Tua Tungavailoa with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle looks like an absolute superstar. And, you know, the biggest thing for Tua was confidence. And that's why they brought in a new head coach. They brought in Mike McDaniels, fresh eyes. Gave to a confidence, believed in this guy, and look at what they're headed now. I think that's huge. I think I really do. If I look at this AFC East, I like the Dolphins. I like the Bills. I like the Jets, too. I think Zach Wilson's a guy I actually like at quarterback. I know that's a huge controversial thing going on. Um, I'm not a fan of the Patriots. I just don't like them. But I think that AFC East, Dolphins, Bills, Jets have a chance to make the postseason and make some noise. I'm going Dolphins. I think Dolphin. I mean, what are your thoughts on a Dolphins-Vikings matchup in the Super Bowl? I think it's very, you know, interesting because no one would expect this to happen, and yet it's pretty, you know, realistic in the realm of possibilities. I think – I don't think it's far-fetched. You look, like you said, at Tua this year, throwing for many, many yards because of that wide receiver duo – um, with Waddle and Hill, um, you know, that is a pretty convincing duo with that quarterback literally being taken out of games because they already have scored such high amount of points. Um, I don't think that's far-fetched. Now, the Vikings, I, I see a little bit more clear. You look, they came into Buffalo and just took it right out of them. You know, Justin Jefferson, unbelievable. Adam Thielen coming into the offense when needed. Dalvin Cook, still wish he has a little bit more productive season this year, but still an elite player. But there has been times where other receivers have stepped up, such as Osborne. And I just think that 
that isn't a far-fetched um, projection of Bills, um, or not Bills, uh, Vikings, Dolphins. I think that's not far-fetched. I still think that's a pretty good uh, educated guess. Yeah, the reason I like this is I like both backup quarterbacks, too. I know that sounds stupid. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback, good backup quarterback. The you know Minnesota Vikings have Nick Mullins, who was a, who has been a starter with San Francisco. He's done well, and David Belial too. I mean, those are two quarterbacks that they're solid backups. And the one thing I look at with this Vikings team is you can say all you want about Dalvin Cook not having a great year. It is amazing to see that Dalvin Cook is still healthy. Um, that's a huge thing. Alexander Madison is their backup running back. I love Alexander Madison. I think he'll get more touches down the road. Um, just because they're concerned about Dalvin Cook's health. But, and they got TJ Hawkinson as their tight end. I mean, that's a huge add. I think that would be a great Super Bowl matchup. I'm not sure anybody would want to see that matchup just based on the fact that the Miami Dolphins, who cares? And, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, who cares? I mean, they don't have huge fan bases, but I'd love to see it. I think it'd be an interesting matchup. I want to see that. I want to see something happen. I don't want to see the same old teams happen every year. Um, you know, what are your last, you know, words for our listeners out there, Trevor? We talked a lot about the NFL season. You know, it seems like things are, you know, pretty chaotic nowadays with the only a couple weeks left. Um, you know, I think there was a lot in like you look at this offseason previously, a lot of free agency, a lot of things being in places we never would have thought of and un- unbelievably went to um, teams that we thought would do a lot better and they just kind of flopped. Um, but I still think there's another offseason this season to um, add, as like you said, free agent wise. But I think here um, before this offseason, let's look at these playoffs. And like you said, the Super Bowl predictions, anything could happen here in these last few plus weeks. Um, teams can start coming back, being stronger, adding wins to their category. I think it still is anyone's game. Like you said, there isn't an extreme dominant team at the moment. You know, everyone has been, if has a better record, there's still other teams competing right next to them, right beside them. So I think it's still up for grabs. And I think that's what I love is that, you know, it's anybody's game. You just play better football and you just, you got to be smart about um, plays. Always have a good defense. Always make sure that offensive line is, not um, having holding penalties and keeping them from away from sacks and um, just, you know, getting marching down the field and putting points on the board. Thank you, Trevor, for joining me on episode 21 of Derek's Discussions. Thank you, Derek.